to the NFL. What up, party people in the house? It's Dynasty War Games. I'm your host, Jesse Schneeman, and we are without Major Mike Casper tonight, but main man Chad Mendoza is here to co-host. How are you doing tonight, Chad? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Uh, had a horse escape um, out in the driveway, <laughs> so I had to go chase that down. That's uh, why we're running a little bit late, but yeah, good times. We're always running a little bit late, but that's just why we're running late. Yeah, I would say late is our official start time so, <laughs> at this point. Right on. Yeah, so uh, it just reminded me of the Family Guy horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the crazy eyes. All right. So every time you turn around, he's just standing there. All right. <laughs> All right. So actually, I kind of lied. I'm not really going to host. You're going to host. So. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, you did this. Uh, PFF mock, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can I can take it from here. So um, everybody knows, of course, the infamous. Uh, well, I guess it was uh, beloved, and now it's infamous because they put it behind a paywall. But um, PFF's mock draft simulator. And, uh, yeah, we decided, you know, it's fun talking about these guys, um, but it's a little less fun to keep talking about them without their landing spot, right? And we can't yeah. do that because the NFL draft hasn't taken place yet. So um, we have run a simulation. We literally just ran it before the show started. Uh, so I know where these guys have gone. Um, I've done some brief looking over of it, but I haven't, you know, kind of studied it. Jesse has no idea where these guys are going yet. I know, uh, one, but I know one guy. <laughs> you, yeah, he knows one guy. Um, and um, yeah, we're just going to talk about those specific landing spots and maybe what that would do for them positively, negatively. Um, if we think that's a realistic landing spot, um, or maybe if it's far-fetched, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, no, no one knows where the fun will take us. <laughs> yeah, right on. Let's do it. So uh, before that, we'll pause for a break from our sponsor. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Our, gra- our gracious sponsor. They've been been with us since the beginning. Um, I don't know why I felt like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the Carolina Panthers, it seems that they have traded up. Um, yeah. They have dropped a big smoke bomb, um, you know, in the form of C.J. Stroud. But they've actually gone with Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Bryce Young 101. Okay. What's your reaction to that, Jesse? I think it's pretty chalk. At this point, I think that's what everybody expects them to do, even though, like you said, I think they're trying to put up smoke screens right now. Um, Yeah, I like it. Love the landing spot, really. Like, you know, you guys made fun of me before, but I do think Frank Reich is is a really good coach and knows how to coach a quarterback. You know, Wentz's injury and mental problems that stem from that afterwards, notwithstanding, you know, he did develop him into a potential MVP. Um, he was two games away from winning the MVP, Carson Wentz that year. And I, I honestly, I, I, you know, I think it's the, it was the team of Dougie P and Frank Reich, but I just, I have a lot of faith in him to develop a young quarterback. And I have a lot of faith in Bryce Young that he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's going to take the coaching. And they've already started to surround him with veteran wide receivers 
that are going to be like, you know, a warm little comfy blanket, you know, something to, something to make him feel comfy and snug and, um, you know, not uncomfortable in his first, uh, in his first gig. And Carolina already has a sneaky, pretty good offensive line. So I think it's a nice landing spot. What do you think? Yeah, I'm right there with you, Jesse. I absolutely love uh, Bryce Young, you know. Um, it seems like I like him more than everybody else at this point. Yeah, you <laughs> or do. most people. Yeah. I think you um, want him. You think he's going to be a star. Everybody else thinks he's. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's legitimately, you know, uh, top five, top six, uh, you know, QB potential um, in my eyes. I, I really love him as a prospect. Obviously, you know, a lot of these quarterbacks are just coin flips, so could go really, really wrong, and, and the height could definitely be an issue, but. You know, he just makes a lot of these anticipation throws that uh, you just don't see in college football very often. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like Bryce Young. I like him at one-on-one. I like him in the pan- with the Panthers. And, yeah, uh, not really much else to say with that. So we will move down to pick 102, uh, which ends up being C.J. Stroud. Yeah, solid pick. Uh, I think what Houston is building is a solid organization. Uh, we do know – at this point, that it is a Shanahan, uh, a Shanahan coach that they hired as their OC, first time play caller. So we don't really know exactly what we're going to get, but we do know that it's going to be, um, you know, the Shanahan concepts, right? So at least we know foundationally that they have a good system. We just don't know how it's going to be implemented and what the wrinkles are going to be. But I. I have faith in D'Amico Ryans. I think that guy's solid as hell. I mean, solid AF all day long, That just like he was as a linebacker. I think that's how he is as a person, and I feel like that's how he'll be as a, as a head coach. So it's a good place for Stroud to go. It, it's kind of, like, similar to Stroud where, you know, fundamentally strong, not as flashy as the other guys, but that that's how this landing spot is as well. Um, decent weapons. Mechie, if he comes back strong, Nico Collins, uh, Dalton Schultz, they signed good running game. Uh, Laramie Tunsil as an anchor to the offensive line. Plus they signed a couple of offensive linemen. They traded for a guard. I think it was on the bucks, but um, definitely building the, the offensive line around him. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it's a pretty chalk pick. Um, I really like what the Texans are, are trying to do there with with the reset and you know getting some young weapons. Um, you know, trying to shore up that offensive line. Um, I do. I you know I've liked Mechie since the beginning. I really hope he comes back strong from um, from the cancer um, diagnosis. Uh, and yeah, I mean um, Robert Woods or, or the ghost thereof. Uh, you know, is running around in Houston, so we'll see how that pans out. But uh, hopefully, they take a, a a wide receiver somewhere in the draft for for Stroud here, and and yeah, it helps him a little bit. They definitely have room for a number one wide receiver. Seems like uh, Robert Woods might just be an expensive assistant coach. Yeah, leader. Yeah, um, with these landing spots the way they are here, how do you see these two uh, piling up in, in NFL rookie drafts if this was to happen? If this specific scenario was to happen. Uh, it's it's hard to say. Um, right now, I think Stroud has an edge. This might flip it. I, I think it would make it more 50-50 than it is right now because right now I think it looks like Stroud is going more 102 
and then Bijan 103. I mean, not Bijan, uh, Bryce Young 103. Yeah. Um, that's not what I did personally, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think it, it'll probably, you know, lean more towards 50 50. Um, but yeah, I, I would be taking, I mean, regardless, I'm taking Bryce Young before Stroud personally. But, you know, I also like Stroud so much. That, I mean, Stroud. I also like Young so much that if I am in the 102 and he's consensus going 103, I'm still just taking him 102, not even risking the trade down for me. Um, so, yeah, so it really just doesn't change anything for me. Uh, we will move down to uh, pick four. The Colts have selected a quarterback, and this is not the quarterback that a lot of people have been thinking they're going to take. Um, well, I guess it depends because the Will Levis reports have been coming out recently, and that's who they went with. Uh, wow. Will Levis, number four to the Colts. Wow, that would surprise me. This just really surprised me if Levis went about, about AR. But okay, cool. We'll roll with it. Uh, Colts definitely have a foundation. You know, their offensive line seemed to have taken a step back last year, but. I don't know. Maybe that's just a year-to-year variant. They they traditionally have a very good offensive line. Quentin Nelson still plays there. I think he was banged up for a lot of the year. Yeah. Um, didn't miss any games, but because he never missed any games. But uh, I don't think he missed any anyway. Regardless, good weapons, not great, not spectacular. Great running game. Uh, you know, tight end is they, – they have a bunch of also-rans kind of. And Brian Ford's going to get pissed off that I just called Jelani Woods and also ran. <laughs> <laughs> but Pittman and Alec Pierce are good. Yeah. You know, I, I don't yeah. think either one of them is, is has star potential, but good weapons. They could definitely I, use some uh, speed. I don't know. I, I think uh, I think the best is yet to be seen of Pittman. Um, and I, I like Alec Pierce as well, but I really do think that uh, Pittman has the ability to be a wide receiver uh, one in an offense. It's just something that um, I just don't think they've had the right guy at quarterback uh, to accentuate his uh, his strengths. You know, there's no yeah. there's no force multiplier for him in that offense as far as the quarterback with the arm strength and, and the arm talent goes with the deep ball, which is something that I think uh, could. Really well, I agree. The best is, best is yet to come, but I don't I don't know if I necessarily see a, a wide receiver one there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, definitely not a dynasty wide receiver one. Okay. Um, so what, what does that, what does that do for you? Uh, Will Levis in that offense, where would you be taking him in rookie drafts if that was happening? Where do you think he would end up consensus if he, if he went to the Colts at 105? I think it bumps him up, to, up probably consensus 105. You know, I okay. don't even, I still don't think people are going to buy him over AR unless for some weird reason, AR took a tumble in this draft. I don't know. I, I still don't know his landing spot. So yeah. Um, you know, pending that information, uh, 105. Okay. What do you, um, you think that moves them up to 104? I think it. I think it has the potential to. I think. Uh, no, I think Richardson's pretty locked in right now. I think consensus is so heavily against Will Levis at this point uh, in the dynasty community that I, I don't see that changing much, even if he does go to the Colts. Um, I mean, we've seen Daniel Jones go sixth overall and end up you know, in the mid-second round of Dynasty rookie drafts. So, you know, consensus opinion when they're heavily against a player, uh, it, it tends to linger a little bit. So, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't discount him, you know, still being around that 6-7 uh, overall rookie pick. 
um, in, in dynasty drafts. But for me, it does bump him up a little bit. Um, you know, Will Levis is another guy I really like. Uh, I think that people are downplaying his, his rushing ability um, with him being banged up with his offensive coordinator not allowing him to rush, who blatantly came out and said he wasn't allowing him to rush. Um, and, uh, yeah, he had a bad 2022 year, but you look at 21 um, and, and prior to that, and, I mean, he's a hell of a quarterback, and he is a hell of a dual threat, uh, really big-bodied guy who's, I think, going to find very, very, very good dynasty production early on, in my opinion. Yeah, I did watch that video that you sent me, by the way. So, really fun. Maybe that 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 really it was fun to watch. I, I think maybe that should be our inaugural Dynasty War Games TikTok video. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Chad did kind of a mashup of uh, Will Levis rushing, and uh, yeah, man, pretty cool. Pretty cool to watch. I actually have not done any film study on him because, um, as I've stated earlier this off season, I'm, I'm sworn off quarterbacks at least for this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, for, for me, I, I just felt compelled to do that because I listened to a few uh, podcasts that won't be named. And, um, you know, two of them were talking about the lack of Will Levis's rushing ability, which is mind boggling to me. Is it? Yeah. I've never watch, watched him ever. After watch, watching what you sent me, it's, uh, it is kind of mind boggling. That guy can, he can mesh for sure. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, he just didn't do it in 2022, but, you know, with the zero rushing touchdowns in 2021, I think he had nine. So, um, yeah, I think his coach came right out and said, like, we're just not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I, he said, he, I think his specific quote was, Levis could rush for a thousand yards if I wanted him to, yeah. but I don't want him to. I don't want him to run because I don't like my quarterback's running. Yeah. So. <laughs> we don't want, we don't want to get the guy killed. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, terrible offensive line, lack of talent. Yeah, it's yeah. But um, anyways, we'll move on to uh, the Raiders at pick seven. Ooh. We've gone for Anthony Richardson. Okay. Interesting. I think I like it more than others would. Um, I, I mean, I'd really rather he went to a place where he could sit for a while. Uh, the pressure's on there. They've got older weapons. I don't see, I don't see how. Who's their backup? Stidham. Yeah, I think I think Stidham. Yep, I think that's right. I don't see that guy. You know, maybe maybe they can perpetrate a complete fraud for a game or two of Stidham starting, but that would be about it. Well, you no, Garoppolo is going to start. Oh, Garoppolo. Yeah, Garoppolo is going to start. Oh shit! Never mind. Oh, we need to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's oh, it's man. easy to forget. It's easy to forget. Uh, right. Garoppolo is so not a guy that's. You know, he was in Vegas. I actually do like it then because I like. Yeah. I, I want Ar to sit. Although, I don't love that Devontae is as old as he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much they're going to get to work together. How much you'll really help him. You know. Um, yeah. Is Josh McDaniels the right guy to develop this quarterback? I really don't know that. Um. But I, what I do think is that he's smart enough to use his, um, you know, main elite talents right from the start. So I don't think you'll see a situation like who was it, Lafleur in Chicago, that, mm-hmm. that wouldn't let Fields run, which is ridiculous. You know, I don't think you, you'll see anything like that. You, you'll see a, an offense sort of tailored RPO style around what AR can do. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, good weapons, good. The lines uh, okay, yeah. 
Um, it's it's not a great landing spot. It's, it's good. I would much rather see him go to the Panthers. Well, obviously Panthers, but Colts, Seahawks. Yeah, I was hoping the Seahawks picked him at five or, or the Lions picked him at six, but they uh, they went for a defensive player and, and, and Paris Johnson Jr. to the Lions there. Uh, yeah. So, Lions would yeah. be this too. Yeah, I mean. So what, what about this thought? Um, well, I'm sorry. You give me your thoughts on the Raiders, and then I'll give you one other um, just thought for a landing spot. Yeah, so I – I like the landing spot as far as him being able to sit for a year. I think that's probably good for him. I do think he's a smart quarterback. I think he just needs to work on mechanics, um, which, you know, something that he's going to be able to do if he's sitting behind Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is a pretty safe option to at least start half a season in front of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think, I think all of that is good. I do share the reservations about um, his playmakers aging out after this season with Devonte Adams, uh, being what 30 31 how old is yeah, he yeah i think he's through 31 and yeah so um yeah that's a little tough and then jacobs with his contract situation he looks like he's not very happy there right now um especially because they didn't pay him so uh yeah i mean he may be gone after this year the offensive line is not really a standout group in my opinion right um and then the wide receivers i mean it's other than Devonte adams like you know there's not really much there and and waller's gone now so um, it, it's just it's it's tough to forecast what that offense is going to look like if Anthony Richardson was to step in halfway through the season or at the end of the year uh, going into next season. Yeah, but yeah. he can run. So you know, as far as dynasty uh, points go, uh, you know that'll that'll help him out quite a bit. <laughs> I do think that there would be some doom and gloom, though. Some people would see it as a really bad landing spot. I- that those would be the people that you know, Broncos fans and people that have seen Josh McDaniel. Yeah, McDaniel's yeah. McDaniel. I'm from Philly. I don't know if there's an S on the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think about this? Uh, I saw today that the Titans are interested in trading up for a QB. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, I think it would be very interesting. I, I don't know who they would be going in for, um, to be honest with you, because. Uh, I think they need a guy to start. Well, Tannehill's going to start, right? Mm. But um, I, I just don't see that lasting very long. You know, RPO, uh, RPO with AR and um, King Henry. Yeah, that'd be fun. yeah. I mean, that would be that would be very fun, very very fun. Or uh, love yeah, I, yeah. I guess I, I would absolutely love it. <laughs> I would absolutely love it. Yeah, um, I, I I I thought about it after a while, and I was like, yeah, man. And and Burks is the kind of big bodied go up and get it sort of dude that I think AR would need. Yeah, and I, I do I do actually think now that I'm thinking about it, uh, especially with Derrick Henry there, him being able to really carry a, a big chunk of the load and, and take a lot of uh, pressure off of um, off of Anthony Richardson early on if he was to step in, um, you know, in the earlier part of the season, I think that would especially be helpful. So. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, but that did not happen in this reality, right? Uh, Anthony Richardson is a Raider, and his career is doomed. Uh, <laughs> now we move on to our first wide receiver off the board, who's Jackson Smith and Jigba, who goes number 10 Whoa. to the Eagles. Uh, wow. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't know what to do. You were like, oh, no, wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So the reaction was first, wow, okay, that's the Eagles, number 10. And then, no, as a, you know, dynasty analyst, that's fucking doom for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eagles your, fan, Eagle, yeah no, your Eagles no, fandom no. was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, wait, how many shares do I have? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just absolutely ridiculously bad. It's like the worst landing spot you could possibly, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's not a good one. Not a good one for dynasty purposes, yeah. but it would be a really fun you know, yeah. the NFL fan in me would be like, oh, my gosh. The Giants fan in me would be scared shitless. But uh, the uh, just football fan in me would be like, man, that, that's a scary, scary offense. Well, it's a perfect fit. He is a yeah. perfect fit in the offense. He was, yeah. he was really need um, somebody with his short area quickness that can get open out of the slot. We're running an outside receiver out of the slot, you know, trying to, trying to do like a vertical slot with Quez Watkins. And it's – moderately effective but not great we'd be much better if we had a chain mover like you know in jigba so Um, what does what does that do for his dynasty value for you in rookie draft where would you want where would you be taking him and where do you think consensus would be taking him if if he was to go to the eagles man i think for me it would only be a small bump um down just because i'm still banking on his talent where do you have him now do you have him fifth i think that's consensus now do you have him fifth yeah, I have him fifth. So I you would, you would I jump would. Gibbs over him tentatively because you don't know where Gibbs went. Um, tentatively, but, yes. Like pending the Gibbs info. Okay. Might, yeah, let's I, let's pretend like we're just watching the NFL draft right now. So we don't know where Gibbs is going, but we right. know Jack, the Eagles just on the clock took Jackson Smith and Jigbo. That's all we know so far. Yeah, I mean, I might even have I might even bump Addison above him if depending on the landing spot. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigga was the first wide receiver off the board, but it did not take long for the second wide receiver to come off the board. Number 13 to the Jets, Quentin Johnston. Wow. Man, how many wide receivers do they need? Well, they just got rid of uh, Moore. Yeah, so, but they signed Lazard and Nicole. Oh, yeah. Those guys. Are <laughs> I, think, I think they were held hostage when they signed those contracts. You know, I think I think Aaron Rodgers had them all in a room, you know, pointing machine guns in their faces. And yeah, I, I don't I don't think that that the Jets did that, you know. So um, you brought up Aaron Rodgers. I have to ask you, um, have you been watching this season of Ted Lasso? Yes. Yes, I have been watching it. So Zava, tell me he's not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's actually he's actually based off of uh, you should you should look up some interviews of this guy. Okay. It's really funny. He's he's based on a guy named Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, oh, okay. He's he is a uh, you think Aaron Rodgers is bad? Zlatan is a um, uh, hundred times worse. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really really bad. But yeah, same kind of personality traits though, definitely. Well, and he even looks like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stupid man bun and all that kind. Definitely, everybody. After you're done listening to this, and, and especially you, Jesse, go and uh, watch his lots on um, compilation of, of interviews. He's, okay. he's absolutely hilarious. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna need to do that. Um, but yeah, so what does that do to Quentin Johnston for you? Uh I mean, Miko and Lazard are short term, but so is Aaron Rodgers. 
you know, 13 overall, I guess, is what really speaks to me here. It solidifies him as, as a first-round rookie pick for me. Tentatively, you know, I, it it really, for me, bumps him up to where everybody already has him. Because I have him, like, early second round unless he gets this kind of draft capital. Yeah. Um, so where, where do you think uh, that puts him as far as consensus is concerned? Consensus is probably higher. Actually, everyone's yeah. going to say Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. I think for his long-term value, Aaron Rodgers has nothing to do with the equation. He's going to yeah. play a year or two. But, I mean, well, I mean, he, he does get to learn under Aaron Rodgers, and that, that'll help him. But, realistically, in the dynasty community, people are going to love it. It probably moves him up. <sighs> Above JSN. Right? Am I right about that? No. Yeah, it would. It would be close. It would be close. I think JSN, as crazy as, as it sounds to the Eagles, is gonna is. I mean, that would scare a lot of people. Yeah, that would scare a lot of people off. Um, and I don't blame them because I probably will not. I will be avoiding him at all costs. Um, at that like 105, 106 spot. Um, I think that pushes for me. That pushes JSN down to like nine, 109 to me. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to touch him. I was forced to. Maybe one hundred nine. So um, yeah, I think I think that would firmly put Johnston ahead of him, and I'm not really a big Johnston fan. So yeah, same. Uh, yeah. Um, well, let's let's move on to our next uh, relevant dynasty player. Man, this it is, is gross so far, but go on. What do you say? <laughs> it's pretty gross so far. Go on. It's not a quarterback. It's not a running back. It's not a wide receiver. Our first tight end has come off the board. Hmm. At pick 18 to the Detroit Lions, Dalton Kincaid. Don't love it. Really? Uh, to be honest. No. I mean, I, a, like, I like the draft capital for him, but if they want to feature a tight end so badly that they take one in the first round, why wouldn't they just keep TJ Hawkinson? I think they just didn't want to pay him. Is that what it is? I think they didn't want to pay him with his contract coming up. They they wanted to get the capital and and just be done with the contract. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that would that would raise some questions uh, about Hawkinson. But you know, you bring in a guy in the first round if they if they think they need a tight end or replacement tight end, they bring in a guy like Dalton Kincaid, who is a phenomenal athlete, who's a phenomenal pass catcher. Um, and you know they already are stacked at wide receiver. Their offensive line is is pretty legit. Their running backs are solved. Their quarterback they're they're sticking with Jared Goff on offense. This is the only question mark for me. So yeah, I mean I think it makes a, it makes a lot of sense if they if they feel like tight end is a place of need and they need another pass catcher. It would confuse the living shit out of me, but okay. Yeah, I mean I, I think it's just about you know not uh, spending a lot of money at that tight end position. You know the. You look at even the Raiders trading away Waller, right? Like, why are you, why are you uh, signing a, a wide receiver for you know what twenty million a year, and then bringing another qu- uh, a, a quarterback to compete, you know, quote unquote, with Jimmy G, and then selling your best, you know, playmaker on offense? It's because they just don't want to pay him. Yeah. So I think I think it's just about where they want to divvy up those assets as far as the offense is concerned. They rather pay the wide receivers, pay the quarterbacks pay the offensive linemen, and then bring in the running backs and the tight ends. Then why wouldn't you draft the tight end later? 
Yeah, I mean that that's a question. I I mean it just in this specific scenario, they fell in love with Dalton Kincaid. And um Dalton Kincaid is a dog. He's a dog. Um, all right, I'm gonna accept it as a reality. If it really happens and that's really what they do, then that means that they're making a huge No, it's not if it really happens. It really happened. It, really it just happened. happened. It just happened, Jesse. All right. Dalton Kincaid is a lion. All right. And what does this do for him? <laughs> You know, it's great. It's great draft capital. It's a, it's a good offense. I, it it really helps his dynasty value. I I I can see him around 110, 111. Yeah, I think that's a little bit early for me. Um, premium status. Yeah, yeah. I think I I think that's a little bit early for me, but that's just because I, I love a few uh, guys ahead of him. Uh, but I think it definitely puts him at 201, 202 for me in tight end premium. Okay. Um, it's, it's hard for me to say without having the whole picture. Yeah, you yeah, know? I think that's part of it too. That's part of it too for sure. Um, but yeah, I I'm a huge fan of Dalton Kincaid. He's my tight end one even now. Not knowing or no, I know the landing spot obviously just wants the lines. But um, yeah, we're gonna move on to our uh, our next position of relevance, which is a running back, and right, it is Mister. <laughs> it is Mister. Bijan Robinson. Who's gone to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at pick nineteen? Uh, I like it. I think it's a good landing spot. They have a good line. Um, they signed a reasonable quarterback that should be able to at least function as an average, you know, facilitator. You know, good weapons outside of Bijan. We're we're doing a podcast here. Who's their quarterback facilitator? Oh, Baker. <laughs> yeah. Baker, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Sorry. The uh the the average quarterback facilitator. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it should, I mean, it should I, be I fine. I think Baker that. does have some upside. He's bounced he bounced around a bit last year. He did look good at the end of the year with the Rams. Yeah. Surprisingly. Um yeah, I, I it does it makes Rashad White the backup running back that he was always meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I do like that. Um yeah, I think it's a good I think it's a good landing spot. It's pretty clean, to be honest with you. There's really do you see any red flags there? No, no. I think that I mean firmly cements his place as one oh one. Not that anything is really gonna do anything to deter that because he's locked and loaded at this point. But uh yeah, I don't think it hurts him any, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh I th- I think that some people would say, Okay, well, that's not a spot where he's gonna demand you know, uh, Saquon kind of carries or Christian McCaffrey kind of carries when he was with the Panthers or touches, I should say, rather. But um, uh, with with White being in, in that offense and them having spent, what was he, a second-round pick? Rashad White. He was either second or third, I don't remember. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't hurt him any. So not really much else to say about that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, our next player off the board is Jordan Addison, wide receiver USC, who went pick number 22 to the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Um, we're going to just assume no new information that, uh, what? Let's assume Lamar's back, right? Let's yeah, just Lamar's assume gonna Lamar's play back. On his, on his franchise tag. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. It's a good landing spot. Not elite, but they have a they have a desperate need for him. 
Not that I mean, it's it's a low passing offense, low passing volume offense. Mm-hmm. Not the most accurate passer in the world, but he desperately desperately needs a player like Jordan Addison. Their offense needs it so badly. Um, yeah, good landing spot, not great. Yeah, yeah, I think it's an average landing spot. I think it doesn't really hurt him, doesn't really help him any. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's a good football player. He's gonna, I think, come in and be wide receiver one. Um, I like him better than um, than uh, anybody they have there currently, including the guy that everybody else loves that I'm not really high on. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, our next guy went a pick after at pick 23 to the Minnesota Vikings. This pick makes all the sense in the world, and it's Zay Flowers, mm. Boston College. What do you think, Jesse? That really, really helps his his stock. So that that cements him as a late first round pick. It's a, it's a great landing spot. He's got, you know, Mister Average, a Mister Underrated. You know, as his quarterback and cousins, and then he's got a good running game and the best wide receiver in the NFL to draw coverage away from him. I, it, and it's an excellent landing spot. And actually, I think Jefferson and Flowers really complement each other well. Where yeah. You know, Flowers is probably more better at getting open underneath. Where, you know, Jeff, Justin Jefferson can probably do it all, but I, uh, I yeah, he, he's, he can do everything. <laughs> more, <laughs> you know, if he's got someone getting open underneath for him and clearing that that part of the field or drawing attention to that part of the field, then you know, maybe he can go downfield. Yeah, I, I'd much, much, much rather have Zay Flowers in this offense than Adam Thielen any day of the week. I think Zay Flowers is going to really open the door up for Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I think that's going to make Justin Jefferson a better asset. I think it's going to make Kirk Cousins a better asset. I think Zay Flowers in this offense is probably my wide receiver too. Um, uh, with you know JSN being my wide receiver one, but with that scary landing spot for the cost it's going to take to get Zay Flowers, which I think he probably moves up a little bit if this if this was the case if this was to happen, but. Um, I would rather have Zay Flowers at his cost than it would be any of the any of these other guys, to be honest. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. I'd still take Addison over him. Okay. Yeah, I won't argue with that. Uh, Quentin Johnson, I don't know. <clears throat> if they're both first-rounders, I, I, I think Quentin Johnson's got much more bust potential than Zay Flowers. And yeah, I think so, too. The, the straight line to targets is more – apparent for Flowers and then in that offense than it is for Quinn Johnson and, and with the Jets. Yeah, and then my concern as well is if Aaron Rodgers is in that offense and then he just sucks, then you know what? Right? Like he's right. he's getting older. We know what this what this Vikings offense looks like with Kirk Cousins. We know it's a very effective, um, high potency offense and yeah, it's gonna continue to be for yeah. probably the near future. So Well, I mean we'll see how <laughs> longer Cousins has in him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no no signs of slowing down so far, though, right? I think we can agree on that. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, I always think of RG3, you know, when we start talking about Kirk Cousins because taken by the same team in the same draft, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Redskins at the time. Did you see that RG3 is interested in becoming a minority member of an ownership group in the Commanders? Really? Would that not blow your freaking mind? Yeah. If the biggest bust in, in one of the biggest busts in NFL history, I think they also had Heath Schuler, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I mean, I think injuries had a lot to do with it as well. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I think he was. Wasn't he rookie of the year uh, his first year in the NFL? Um, Pretty sure he was over Andrew Luck. Okay. He did light it up. Yeah. And then he got those those pretty bad. I think it was knee injuries. Uh, Yeah. He couldn't really stay on the field. But uh, that would be that would be incredible if he came. Yeah, back. yeah, that would be that would be the ultimate twist of fate for sure. <laughs> That's um, true irony right there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Our uh, our next wide receiver comes off the board. You know, obviously we had uh, JSN to the Eagles at ten, Johnston at thirteen to the Jets. We had Jordan Addison twenty two to the Ravens. Zay Flowers, 23 to the Vikings. All those guys are gone. So where is this? Who is this next guy? Where is he going? What team needs a wide receiver enough to potentially reach for a guy? Maybe it isn't a reach. Maybe it is. Oh, so wide receiver is next? Not, not running. It's back. a wide receiver. It's Josh Downs at pick 25 to the New York Giants. Ah, okay. Um, I, Are there... Are they going to take Marvin Mims in the in the second? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know that they have enough guys that size in the locker room right now. There's only two slots. <laughs> Not in this offense. There's five. There's five slots in this offense. Everybody's playing slot. You get a slot. You get a slot. You get a slot. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the Giants uh, have changed. They have created a new offense in New Jersey in Meadowlands Stadium. Uh, and it is the slot-only offense, the slot coast offense, we'll call it. Um, call yeah, it and Josh Downs joins uh, Team Slot in New York. Let's call it Slot Life. <laughs> yeah, Slot Life. Oh, I like Slot Life. <laughs> but uh, what, do you think, what do you think that does for Josh Downs and or the New York Giants? I mean, they really need a wide receiver badly. This is not the one I'd hope for them to take. But, uh, I, I mean, let's, I'm trying to remember, you know, a lot of the guys they signed are sort of irrelevant, right? It was Braxton Berrios one of those guys? No, Jamison Crowder. Crowder, okay. Don't you talk about Jamison Crowder. Crowder. Well, he won't be healthy. And neither he's, he's, a, he's a Duke boy. We don't talk about those guys on the podcast. Oh, okay. Or we don't talk negatively about them. If you uh, want to talk lowingly about them, by he all won't means. be healthy. In the other, so, he, um, so I, I mean, if they're taking him in the first, then they're going to make a commitment to him, and he's going to start. I just wonder if he's going to. I think Dable's creative enough, creative enough, you know, with formations or whatever, and it doesn't really doesn't really matter. Like these days, X Y Z, right? They're 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 running stack formations and um, they can run things to get him a clean re- release if that's why you know we need it's good it, it's a good landing spot it's not great it's definitely a reach I don't think he's a first round talent honestly I, I, I think you can get the same player later in the draft um, he's sort of Zay Flowers light I don't know He's not as quick or as, or as fast. He doesn't have the hands of Mims. But he's sort of a nice combination of both of them. It's a decent pick. I don't love it. Um, but it definitely helps his dynasty stock. Um, yeah. 
late first. All these all these guys are still late first. Yeah, yeah. I I think that pretty much put hit, puts him in the conversation for that, you know, one ten, one eleven range for me with the draft capital. Um, you know, he could be one of those guys, you know, kind of teetering on the edge there, where he ends up at two hundred one, two hundred two. What it does. On. What I can definitively say is it, it solidifies that part of the draft that all these yeah. guys in the first round. I think I think what it does is it kind of increases his range a little bit, where like you're not surprised now if he goes one ten. Um, and it and it's just everyone uh, the the consensus right now is that there's a dead zone from like one oh nine to like two oh four or five, yeah, six or seven, and they think it gets real flat. Well, if all these players start going in the first round of the NFL draft, then I, I think it it definitely adds value to them. It gives it gives them some pedigree. It tells you that NFL offenses are going to focus on them, and so it maybe takes away. It maybe gives that that part of the, the draft a little bit of a spike, you know, over early early second or mid second. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, our next player off the board is Michael Mayer, tight end, goes pick twenty nine to the New Orleans Saints. What's your reaction there, Jesse? Well, they have Juwan James, right? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Johnson, James, James Juwan Johnson, who his mother used to call him. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> In the old days. Sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did they not sign a tight end? I thought. Uh, I'm not. I'm not positive on that. To be honest with you. Did they sign? All right. Well, look. What did they sign? So they got. They got obviously Derek Carr. They mm-hmm. have Olave. Yep. I'm going to bring up their free agent signings real quick. Oh. Uh, good. Off the top of my head, it's oh yeah, that's right, Jamal Williams, and nothing really as far as wide receivers go. They lost Marcus Callaway to the Broncos. Okay. Um, you know, and they so they definitely have room for a definitely definitely have room for a pass catcher. Um, the way Juwan Johnson's used, I think he's more of a of a move tight end. I don't know that he he and Mayer exactly even play the same position. I think Mayer's more of a traditional tight end, can play in line a lot more and separate out. Um, I think it's a good move. He's getting that draft capital. That's really good for Mayer. Um, I still don't. I, I it puts him behind Dalton Kincaid though, right? Yeah, hundred percent for me. Uh, I think he's already behind Kincaid, but uh, I think that would firmly cement him behind Kincaid uh, yeah. in a lot of people's minds. It confirms what's kind of, I think, what what's been happening with consensus over the last month or so. It was since the combine, at least. You know, even before the combine, I think Mayer was sort of falling a little bit as people were starting to get a look at the tape and realize that he's not. People, some people were calling him like mini Gronk and stuff like that. It's not, not exactly who he is. And although he's a really good prospect, I don't think he's the elite player that some people thought he was gonna, you know, he was, or mis- mistook him for, I guess. But it's it's good draft capital. Um, I, I in tight end premium leagues, I'd have no problem taking him in the high second round, um, just like I did with McBride last year. Uh, in non-premium leagues, I think he's more of a late 
second rounder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know uh, where tight ends are going in non-premium leagues because it's all I've ever played. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take your word on that and just say, yeah, I think that puts him um, in the middle of the second for me uh, in, in premium. And Even uh, in non-premium, tight ends are still – they still go pretty high because they're, they're still just rare. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I probably haven't played non-tight end premium in like six or seven years and, you know, these – kind of perceptions on uh on on positional value change very often in dynasty so um yeah uh let's see who's our next guy here um okay okay our next guy pick 39 to the carolina panthers jameer gibbs to the panthers yep to the carolina panthers <laughs> I mean, we all knew that was happening, though, right? Like, not that particularly, but we all know that there's going to be some shitty ass landing spots. With well, I I don't know. I mean, he teams back up with uh, his Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gets his for career started there. I What's mean, that? They, they played together for one year. But yeah, yeah, I mean, one year's a long time for a college kid, right? That's like yeah. what one twentieth of their life. So, <laughs> I mean, all right, touche. <laughs> right on. I mean, it's not ideal. Just he's going to have to split time. Well, although it's a one year deal for Miles Sanders. No, it was a three year deal for Miles Sanders. Probably a two year structure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting um, landing spot. Uh, interesting by interesting, I mean uh, very shitty. And <laughs> yeah, it well, kills. Could, my problem with it is that I I'm hoping that Gibbs would have more of a one A, you know, yeah. than um, sort of like the one B. I mean, it, it it bumps him down for me. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. I'm hoping that he he needs for him to be you know this. 105, 106 rookie pick, which a lot of us had stars in our eyes for him. I, I think that he needs to go to a place with a, you know, a, a weaker running back in front of him, you know, or to share with, you know, somebody that's not necessarily in front of him. Like, I, for example, I think Atlanta would be a much better landing spot for him because I, I just think he'd have an easier time taking over Algiers, for example. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in full agreement there. It's uh not a very great pick. But well but... Brian Ford disagrees. He thinks I'm drunk already. I I, I am drinking water tonight. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Chad? Uh water. 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 Okay, yes. Right. <laughs> uh no, I actually went to my fridge before the podcast started. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna grab a beer. There was no beer. No uh, and then I was like, okay, let me go to my um, alcohol cupboard and grab some rum or maybe a bottle of scotch. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's yeah. at my job um, because I brought my alcohol to work. I shouldn't really – besides <laughs> the point. Anyways, uh, that sounds worse than it actually is. But um, Let's address what Brian Ford says in chat here. So he says the ADP for Gibbs is based on his PPR ceiling, and I've never thought of him as a lead back. Okay, that's fair. It, his his eighty. I mean his his ceiling. His PPR ceiling, right, is his elite attribute. 
and that is what what drives his value. I understand that. But if you've never thought of him as a lead back, then I don't think he has any business being 105 or 106. No, I, I still think I still think he has he has the potential to be a back that sees more than just, you know, your third down PPR work. I think mm-hmm. with them bringing in a guy like Miles Sanders, it does affect that because Miles Sanders is not a bum out of the backfield. I mean, it's not like he's Derrick Henry or something, right? Um, right. No, he's not. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to that's gonna eat into that work a little bit too. I mean, I just don't think it's a very clear outcome where you're saying, okay, I see a cemented role for Jameer Gibbs in this offense where he's going to be very dynasty relevant, at least early on, because with your running backs, right. As opposed to the quarterbacks, the tight ends, the wide receivers, if you don't see that early on um, running back production out of these guys, I mean, they're going to, that, that asset's going to die. It's going to die very, very quickly because people want to see uh, their running backs spark. He's going to need carries as well. Yeah. He's going to need it. He's going to need it. He's going to need to be at least a high end RB two to maintain value at the very least. Um, I agree. Yeah. So I think the I think the profile is a little scary. If he goes to a situ if he goes in a situation like this, um, and what is that? That's the eighth pick in the second round. So the draft capital is pretty high. It does mean that they're gonna use him as more than just a third down back. Um, they are gonna use him as a weapon. <sighs> How many times have we heard that a back is going to be split out and used as, as a slot? And you just don't, it doesn't materialize all that all that much. I'd be surprised. Um, I'd be surprised if he was a first round dynasty talent, you know, rookie talent without getting ten to twelve, ten to fifteen carries a game. Um, you know, look at how disappointed everybody is in DeAndre Swift right now. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's just a lot of question marks there. Uh, but we did not have to wait long for our next player. And this is a very, very, very interesting player to go pick number 40 overall to the New Orleans Saints. And that is Luke Musgrave, tight end, Oregon State. Did you say to the Saints? Yep. Didn't we just say? Goddamn mayor. Yeah. Looks like they're going two tight end sets. Forget you want sets. <laughs> well, forget you want. <laughs> forget him. Old news. Last season. Get rid of him. In this reality, they've cut him. He's gone. Long gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they traded him in draft, right? I don't yeah. And so they, they have decided that they're going to go full on New England Patriots and uh, two Can tight ends set it up. Run the veer. <laughs> we don't know what they're doing. We don't know what they're doing. Triple wing. That is going to hurt both both him and Mayer, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, people who yeah. have uh, started raising the Mayer stock up after that first round pick to uh, to the Saints, they're starting to to question themselves and question reality and question this PFF mock draft simulator. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess what you – it's just I, – I guess what you take out of this is that gross things are going to happen in the draft. So you have to be able to <laughs> adjust on the fly. Because teams are going to do weird shit. No, Jesse, gross things have happened in this draft. 
I'm trying to root this a little bit in reality. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, really gross. You know, I, I'm not real high on Musgrave to begin with, so if this happens, he's a uh, late third round pick. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nasty. It's it, nasty. It knocks Mayer down. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. In him in the early second at all. Yep. Yeah, he probably moves down a good five six spots for me if this if this was to happen. I mean, you're talking about Luke Musgrave to... going what like ten? What is it? He went twenty nine. So yeah, like eleven spots after <laughs> oh my God Mayer. So <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not nice. Well, I mean, they can't even – well, Musgrave can't block, right? So mm-hmm. he can't block me. So if, <laughs> if they take both of those guys, Mayer's going to be doing some blocking. Yep. So it really hurts his, his value. Yep. Uh, well, our next player off the board is to the Atlanta Falcons at 44, and that is Jalen Hyatt, who had to wait a little bit. Maybe Ooh. he went to the draft and just had to sit in the back room for a while. Um, but yeah, pick 44. <laughs> it's a perfect fit for their offense. I'll say that pick 44 is actually reasonable. So that's the, that's around, that's around what I, where I think he should go with his skill set. Um, I, I don't want to kill him and say just because he only ran goes and stops and was highly schemed in, in, in college, I don't want to pigeonhole him, say he can't do more things in the NFL. But I will say it'll probably take time for him to learn how to do it. Right? In the meantime, he's got Drake London and Kyle Pitts really drawing a lot of attention away from him. He's going to get open deep. So, I, that's surrounding Ritter with every possible chance to succeed. You know, I, I like it. I, it's, I think it's a really good fit, actually. Um, I, I'd take a flyer on him in, in the mid-late second round, like 207-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I like it. Uh, I think he's an early second for me, so that would be around 202, uh, 203 for me. Um, I think Jalen Hyatt's going to be a good wide receiver in the NFL. I think he can do more things than he showed in college. I don't think he's just the uh, kind of speed burner who likes a little bit of speed, <laughs> um, according well, to his why? forty. But uh, why do you um, I just I just think he wasn't really asked to be a uh, a complete wide receiver. But from the from from what I've seen, he's able to, um, you know, do a little bit more competent, uh, um, explore a little bit more competent areas of their outreach. Uh, you know, he just wasn't asked to do it a lot. I think the ten- everybody in that Tennessee offense is going to be asked to do a lot of different things. But, I, you know, I hear some people comparing it to the Baylor wide receivers. I, I just don't see that. I think the Baylor wide receivers, they were, uh, you know, babied a little bit in that offense. I don't think that was the case for Tennessee. I think Tennessee just did something so wild and different that it's hard to really have a di- direct translation for it. Um, but I think he's athletic enough. I think he's, he's, he's smooth enough. I, I just think he's going to be a good player. And with the draft capital – um. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's a straight air raid offense. Is it really that wild and different? Yeah, I mean, it's just the way they scheme things. Um, is very different. It's uh, we'll talk about it off air. Um, well, I mean, it is highly schemed. I understand. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Our um, our next player is. Oh man, this is a fun one. The Washington Commanders. 
at pick 47, have selected quarterback Herndon Hooker. Hendon. Ten- Tennessee. <laughs> Don't be one of those Herndon guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, <laughs> off of it. So Hendon Hooker, Tennessee. Hendon Hooker ten- to Tennessee, huh? No, 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 to the Commanders. Commanders. Ten- yeah. Commanders from Tennessee. Gotcha. Yeah, from Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I love it, you know, as long as that team gets sold. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it, Jesse. <laughs> it does. I don't want no, to I'm, I'm gonna hate them. I'm gonna hate them just the same no matter who owns them. Oh, I am too. I, that's not what I mean. Not it's it's not my rooting interest. It's just that it's it's a poisonous organization that I don't want It's to always gonna be a poisonous organization. It's the it's the NFC East Jets. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean yeah, sell it to whoever you want. It's like it's like a, a like a like a voodoo doll at this point. Um, just keep handing it off and just cursing the next billionaire. It's gonna be great. Uh, no, the Commanders are a terribly run organization. Um, yeah, that's horrible me. franchise. Sorry for you, uh, Commanders fans. But that's um, yeah, that's my concern for Hooker. You know, I I would love some stability for him. I I think it's a nice get for them. You know. Yeah. I think it's right around where he should go, and they have a huge need. So hopefully the rehab goes well, and he starts fighting for that job with with Howell and Howell and uh, <laughs> Howell <laughs> and Howell. Yeah, no, I um, I was I was kidding. I really like the landing spot. Um, I uh, I think it's actually perfect because they want they obviously want to see what Howell has. They want to play him. Yeah, they want to see what he has. I don't think he's going to be very good, uh, but they're going to throw him out there. Um, he's probably not going to do very well, and if he does, great, right? But if he doesn't, then you have Hennon Hooker who's sitting there behind uh, um, how you know in his recovery process he can step into that offense. He'll have a good understanding of it. Um, come out and have guys like uh, Dotson and, and McLaurin, and yeah, I think it's it's a good setup offense for a young quarterback. Reset. Um, That's who they signed. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, So, yeah, our uh, next player off the board is Sam Laporta. Whoa, really? Yes, to the San Diego Chargers at pick 54. Four tight ends before the third running back. Yeah, well, I think Mel Kuyper at one point had like five tight ends in the first two rounds or six tight ends in the first two rounds. Yeah. So Laporta to the Chargers, you said? Yep. Wow, man. That's uh, that's a great landing spot for him and really yep. good capital. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love uh, Laporta. I didn't watch much Iowa, but what I did watch of, of Laporta, I really, really, really liked. Uh, and I, I think, you know, that's a hell of, hell of a landing spot. Um, yeah, it is. It is. That moves him up into the firmly in tight end premiums. That's a mid, he's a mid second rounder. Yeah. Yep. Don't be afraid of that name, Sam Laporta. But it, like realistically, he'll probably fall into the late second round where you can get him. So maybe trade back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so our next player, this one we'll probably spend a little bit more time on, uh, goes pick sixty two. Do you know who owns Pick Sixty Two, Jesse? Um, I'll give you a hint. Eagles third round pick. It is the Philadelphia Eagles second round compensatory pick, I believe. Oh, second round pick. 
Yeah, I think it's compensatory, right? Sixty-two. No, wait. Am I being stupid? No, it's not compensatory. It's no, their it's their pick. Not. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm being dumb. There's 32 teams in the NFL, so it's definitely not a compensatory pick, and I don't think there are second round. So there are. So uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. But um, uh, Zach Charbonnet. Wow. Pick 62. Great. To the Philadelphia fit. Eagles. Now I have a question for you because I know you love the fit, right? My question to you is, with Jameer Gibbs going to the Carolina Panthers, does this push Zach Charbonnet above Gibbs? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. And and to be honest with you, in our conversation earlier, I think I talked myself out of Gibbs. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to need some – He's going to need a good landing spot for me to be real confident. I think have an amazing landing spot for Charbonnet. Yeah. Um, as good as it gets, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're a dick, though, uh, Chad, because Brian and I spent considerable time last Wednesday on, on Dynasty Fever arguing. Um, he's got Charbonnet as his RB, too. So. <laughs> nice. So, nice. he said, Suck it. so, so like, um, I feel like he conspired you and PFF and Brian conspired to, <laughs> to force me to say, yes. Love. I mean, I, I, you guys, you know, I love Charbonnet. It's just, he needs the right spot to get like the early down work. And there's really once, once, once Penny goes down, you know, with his season ending knee injury in week four or, or five, he be wheels up on Sharp for the rest of his career. And the rest of his career, really. I mean, what's going to happen is Philly's going to love him because he's a big, between the tackles, bruising back, perfect for Philly, you know, Blue Collar City. You know, we love guys that can go down there, you know, hit the whole hill, guard, hill guy hard, you know, Charbonnet all the way. That's why I say always. I don't even know what's happening right now. I, I, just, I went all the way down there South Philly accent. Okay, that's what that was? Yeah. That's how we talk in Fishtown. You don't know anything about, about no Fishtown. <laughs> I thought you were, like, born in London and then, you know, transplanted at, like, 10 uh, over to Philly. Nate, and, that's uh, uh, yeah, you go... Yeah, pass young to and that takes you up to Cotman and you're in the northeast. Oh gosh, how many listeners did we leave? Uh, <laughs> did we lose while you were doing that accent? Over <laughs> under at five. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> Charbonnet. Yeah, it, I mean, honestly, that moves him up to my RB two. Um, he's probably one oh six if that happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, that moves him up pretty significantly for me. Uh, it's going to be tough not to take him like 105 uh, for me. I mean, you know. 105, I'd still probably have Levis above him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah, I definitely have Levis above him. So 106 for sure. I, I'd rather have a with the shitty here. With the shitty wide receiver landing spots, I would say 106. But you know what? You know what's uh, maybe a hot take for me uh, to say, but I'm going to say it anyways because I actually do really – Believe it, even though I hate the Eagles and I think they're a horribly, horribly run franchise as well. Even though they win, they suck. Uh, <laughs> but, but 
um, if I was a betting man and this was to happen, which it is to happen because it just happened, but uh, I would be betting for Zach Charbonnet to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, yeah. hands down. Woo! Because Holy shit. I think you can insert any running back in that offense and they're going to eat. Uh, and I think Zach Charbonnet is a really good player. Uh, so, yeah, I I just I don't think any running back can fail in that offense. I think it's fail-proof. I mean, uh, he does have Penny to contend with. Like, if by some chance Rashad Penny stays healthy. Oh, stop. Badass, man. Oh, stop. <laughs> well, if, first if, if Rashad Penny is able to do the one thing he has not ever been able to do, ever, in the history of his life, then – if my aunt had balls, Zach Charbonnet is in real trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I'm not banking on Penny St. Elfie as, as much as I would love it because I do have him on my uh, few yeah, benches. Bar- barring one of the, well, I mean, you're saying he's gonna light it up. I you? said, I said, uh, I said, I do have Penny on a few of my benches, but no, he's never on my bench. He's always in my injured reserve slot. So, yeah. I, Brian brings up a good point that hurts running limits is pass catching. It's not really part of the Eagles offense is, is throwing to the running backs, to be honest. It's, I mean, it's, he's, it doesn't matter. He's, he's going to average like six yards of carry in that offense. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be disgusting. Like he's going to get, and it, uh, would be, it would be nice for the Eagles to come up with a, a second third down play because the NFL is going to outlaw that pushing hurts over the line. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, they yeah they've they they've, they've they got to they've got to yeah they haven't yet they didn't this off season so it'll work for one yeah. year, but they're going to yeah or the NFL is going to catch up to it either way yeah um, so they do need a a, a pounder and they're not going to want to they're not going to want to subject him once they pay him especially yep. subject him to all that um, pounding around the goal yeah I think also prior to this season they were really still deciding on if he, he was even worth anything to begin with. You know, they're like, is this guy our quarterback or, uh, of the future? Or is he just a quarterback on our roster? Mm. Um, and now which, they're and now they're doing nothing in free agency just so they'll have the money to sign him. Yep, exactly. Yeah, uh, NFL moves fast, man. Yeah, um, and this draft moves fast. Good transition, Chad. Because <laughs> two picks later, at the top of the third round, the Chicago Bears select Dallas Hyder's favorite player in the NFL draft, Cedric Tillman. Wow. It's not really his favorite player. He doesn't really like him, and I do. But um, he is a Bears fan. So, yeah, this would be my favorite pick of the draft uh, because I would get to see him complain about this <laughs> a lot. It would be great, especially with Xavier Hutchins still on the board. So uh, yeah, I do think it's a position of need, like the specific type of wide receiver he is. Right. So now you have two solid outside wide receivers in DJ Moore and Tillman, and then you have Mooney and Velas Jones as sort of the speed guys. Um, Mooney gets to move into the slot where I think he's going to be more more effective. A lot of mouths to feed. I hate that argument, but there are a lot of. Um, there's a lot of competition for targets in a low volume passing offense with a rushing quarterback. So not the greatest 
uh, landing spot, but the capital is really nice. I I think this is like the ultimate kind of Gabe Davis kind of pick, and I don't mean that they're similar players at all. I just mean that the body type similar, and in that kind of offense for a safety blanket, you want these kind of guys on the field. So when when the Buffalo Bills selected Gabe Davis, they had nobody over six two on their roster uh, at the wide receiver position. So you know they're going to want. Gabe Davis on the field at all times. And that was one of the reasons I took him in like the fourth round or whatever he went in rookie drafts was because I was like, okay, they're going to play this guy because they need to, right? Unless they went and, and traded for somebody, right? After the after the rookie draft. Uh, but I think it'd be the same kind of idea with Cedric Tillman there. If they select Cedric Tillman in the top of the third round, they're playing him because they don't have anybody like him. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they have Mooney. Yeah, they have uh, DJ Moore. Um, yeah, they have Cole Komet, but they don't have a Cedric Tillman. Right. So they think they need him. Um, they picked him this the, at the top of the third, which I think is a good kind of area for him to go. Um, and yeah, I think that would help him quite a bit uh, as far as um, you know his draft capital is concerned. I think that would probably push him to the middle of the second for me. Late second for me. You said late second for you? Late second for me. Yeah. Okay. I, I think there are going to be enough tight ends and well, not in this new reality of Musgrave and Mayer being off my back. <laughs> 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 well, so God damn, maybe. Yeah. Set, middle, second round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the tight ends are just going undrafted at this point. Um, except for Dalton Kincaid. He's uh he's the crown. Sam Laporta, tight end too. Yeah. Sam Laporta tight end too. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, Okay, so we move on to our next pick. This is a very, very interesting pick. This is a pick that I love, actually. Um, the New Orleans Saints are not done picking up pass catchers. Uh, <laughs> and they go with tight end. I'm just kidding. No, they, <laughs> they go with wide receiver Rasheed Rice out of SMU. At least, oh, Jesus, they're just going to maul everybody, right? So. <laughs> just Alave and Rasheed Rice on the field and they're 30 tight ends. I mean, okay. It, it hurts his value. If we're, if, if we're realistically evaluating this as something that has actually just happened, I'm going to wait for the shock to wear off a little bit. <laughs> it pushes his value down. He's a mid-third rounder at this point where I would like to take him in, in, in the second round, you know, mid-late second round. But in, in an offense that I, I, I'm not hugely confident in, uh, with all of this competition for targets now, and he's the last one that they took, I'm not really that confident. That yeah, I guess that is a good point. That is a good point. They waited until after they picked their third tight ends. And then yeah. we're like, okay, you know what? Let's go grab our wide receiver. Yeah. Priorities, right? Right. Um, yeah, no, I I do like the landing spot, I think. Uh, I guess it would just depend on how they set up, but I, I think there's no real guy after Olave, and I think Rasheed Rice is definitely, um, I think, going to be a really good wide receiver, too, uh, in the league for a long time. So I like, I like the pick. I, I think it just depends on, you know, obviously if they're picking up these two, you know, pretty – good playmaking tight ends. They're picking up Rasheed Rice. They want to be a more high-potent offense. They still have Alvin Kamara there. Uh, 
let's assume, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, with his pending uh, stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I still kind of like it. I like Derek Carr. I like uh, I like the idea of them being a, a little bit more pass centric, a little bit more down the field. Um, and I think Rasheed Rice adds to that. So All yeah, I'm the- not expecting I'm not expecting Rasheed Rice to come in and put up wide receiver one numbers, but I think he can be a good wide receiver too, and and a good guy to have as a flex option in the future. And and um, to me, that's worth the end of the second where I think he's going to end up going. My expert fantasy evaluation is all of this Saints activity says to me, wheels up, Jamal Williams. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seriously, there's going to be room for that guy to run, right? With all these monsters on the outside. Yeah. 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 It'll be, it'll be a fun offense. Um, Yeah. So our next pick off the board is another wide receiver. Um, out of University of Houston, and that is Nathaniel Dell to the Texans at pick seventy three. Gross. That's better. That's a better draft capital than I expected him to get. Um, you know, he's going to be a speed threat wherever he goes. He's also a guy that can. He's also a separation guy, despite the size. Um. He definitely has short area quickness to, as, as well as speed. Um, not as fast as people had originally said. You know, he's not like a 4-3 guy. But, you know, decent flyer. I, I still don't really like him before the fourth round in a, in a rookie draft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm higher on him than I think a lot of people are. I think Nathaniel Dell is just a really good football player. Um, you know, I saw him at Houston. In person, I, you know, watched a lot of them um, because I do watch a lot of Houston. I have a lot of friends who went to uh, University of Houston. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's just a good football player. I think he showed that at the – oh, God, I'm going to do this every episode. Senior Bowl, Shrine Bowl, which one did he go to? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was – I think show. it was Senior Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Senior Bowl. Um, right, was, I keep getting him confused because somebody went to the Shrine Bowl and I don't remember who it was. And so now every time I, yeah. Anyways, it was the blue gray game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he really showed, you know, he, he's a, a, a very, uh, you know, dynamic wide receiver. And, and I think in that offense, especially with CJ Stroud there, um, you know, that's the kind of wide receiver they're going to be looking for guys who can separate guys who can get open and, and um, guys who can allow CJ Stroud to find their guy in rhythm and stride and, and pick up, some more yards after the catch. And, and I think that's the kind of player he is. And that's the kind of player they need. So there's things happening here, right? There are things that are upsetting me here in this draft. Mm-hmm. As far as wide receivers go, man, what's up with Marvin Mims? This is a kind of a, well, first- speak of the devil because Marvin Mims is our next, next wide receiver off the board. Okay. And he goes two picks later, pick 75 to the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. Didn't they already take a wide receiver? Yes, they took another one. Who did they take first? They took oh Jalen Hyatt. Yes, and Marvin Mims and Marvin Mims. Oh, Jesus Christ! Come on, man. They want to get faster. I they want to get faster. Do. Oh, Jesus. everybody saw what the New York Giants were doing, and they were like, "Hold on, these guys are onto something." So this, why don't we all? This why don't we all just yeah. slot season? 
This knocks him and Hyatt down to late second round at best. Because, the, I mean, the competition there is just ridiculous. Yeah. And, who do they who do they have as wide a uh, wide receiver right now? They have uh Drake London, mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts, who's well, yeah, but not know. a tight end. He doesn't play tight end in that offense. He plays uh, but I mean he probably he probably will more he so he plays big slot. I uh, mean if they're taking two wide receivers, we can assume they're gonna they're gonna line him him up with uh with three wide receivers. Okay. Um Jalen Hyatt, Marvin Mims. And I guess I don't know who else they have. They had, did they sign Mac Hollins? Yeah, they did. They signed Mac Hollins. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, he doesn't matter. So uh, take that, Brian Ford. Uh, <laughs> Mac Hollins doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's still gross to me. I don't like it. Um, it it high, he and Hyatt both take hits because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a like not love for me. Um, you know, I mean, not even a like, just a whatever. You know. Can we mention that even though your boyfriend is their quarterback, he's still very unproven and. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I like I like Ritter, but love Ritter. I love Ritter, but um, I mean, he didn't look he didn't look, you know, he didn't really show out last year. Um, and you know, my my uh, my stance on quarter rookie quarterbacks is. They're essentially coin flips. You know, they're well. I should say they're either on one side or the other of a coin flip, basically, not too far away. So, um, yeah, I mean, if he fails, he fails. But uh, you know, if he fails, then they're probably taking a quarterback in the beginning of the draft next year, and and it's probably going to be a really good quarterback. So, yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, quarterback draft next. Year. It's just a whatever, whatever for me. Uh, the next pick uh, is. Wide receiver Tyler Scott, who goes to New England Patriots at pick 76, one pick later than Marvin Mims. Um, it's your boy. Yeah. Tyler Scott, love Tyler Scott. Um, and I really like him in this offense because they need some dy- dynamism. They yeah. need it yeah. desperately. And Tyler Scott is that guy. I, I love Tyler Scott. I think he's incredibly underrated um, in the dynasty community. I think he's going to be a really good player. I keep seeing – you know, rookie mocks where he's like going middle of the third, you know, and, you know, end of the third. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, that's crazy to me. I really, really like Tyler Scott. So where does this put him for you? Uh, For me, I, I don't think it really does much for me um, because I'm not sold on Mac Jones, but what I do like is that there's, they don't really have many other options in that offense uh, to do the things that Tyler Scott can do. So, yeah, I mean, I would say probably what, what as soon I mean a, a pick before consensus for me. I'm just trying to get him where I can get him. Yeah. So I I I early to like mid third for me. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll run through some of these guys uh cuz we're running out of time here. We'll just say I'll just say the name, say the pick uh and then you just say up or down. Um, on if this helps them or hurts them, this landing spot. Okay. Sure. Uh, seventy pick seventy seven to the L.A. Rams. A chain. Ooh, really nice. Yeah, I like it. Up. Up. Oh, All yeah. right. Uh, yeah, up for me too. Um, really like that spot. I think uh, you know, Cam Akers is still a little bit of a question mark. Sure. Um, but you know, I think that. Do you think that hurts Cam Akers any or no? 
No, I, I think it's a nice, he's a really nice compliment. Yeah, um, I think so too. I don't think he's going to take over the role. So yep, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, At Perry to the Lions, uh, wide receiver Wake Forest. Wake oh. Forest is that right? Yeah, Wake Forest. Yep. Uh, he's the type of receiver they need. They don't have that type. They don't have a big body. Yeah, big body guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think that's up as well. Um, and then this pick, I would be incredibly excited about uh, Jonathan Mingo, Sandy or uh, L.A. Chargers um, out of Mississippi. Yeah. Pick 85. I would love it. That is a huge up, 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 up for me. Yeah, get him, get him behind Mike Williams, learning how to be like Mike Williams, right? Yeah, Jonathan Mingo is going like undrafted right now in a lot of rookie drafts, yeah. uh, four round rookie drafts, which I right. find incredible. So uh, a lot of sleeper ones that I've seen at least. I've seen like maybe four or five of them, and nobody's picked them, uh, which is crazy to me. But I think I think uh, call this a hot take. I wouldn't be surprised if Jonathan Mingo went at the end of the second, early third. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked. I'll just put it that way. Wow. I would. Um, let me see. Uh, who else we got here? We have Tank Bigsby, yeah, Auburn. Goes pick 99 to the San Francisco 49ers. Jesus, fourth round, huh? Yeah. No, oh. third round. End of the third. That's a uh, – yeah, end of the third. Oh, so that's a compensatory pick. Yep. Yeah, uh, oof, you know, uh, if he's going to be uh, – there's just a thousand guys, right, in, in, in San Fran right now, but – if he's going to be the other guy to, to McCaffrey, I really like it. Um, you know, obviously TDP didn't show anything. He'd be easy to beat out. Elijah Moore is going to – he can't get through a game. Yeah. You know, he can't make it through a game healthy. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great landing spot. Yeah, it's a really good one. I think that would probably push him to the uh, 201, 202, 203 range. Really? I think so. I think people would get very, very excited about that pick. Um, I think it would be one of those picks where you were like, man, is this a little bit too early for him? Yeah, Um, I already learned my lesson with Trey Sermon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think think that some people would question themselves, but I think the uh, consensus uh, hysteria over Tank Bigsby, who's already beloved, going to a uh, San Francisco 49ers offense is going to be too much for people to handle. Their heads will explode. Much. Yeah, I wouldn't get much tank. In yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, and then two picks later, the 49ers with another compensatory pick, pick Kayshawn Booty out of LSU. Okay. I was wondering where he'd go. Um, I'm sorry, who, who was that that took him? The 49ers with their second compensatory pick. Oh, they have three. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's arrow up for him. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I like it. I like that a lot. Um, and then we have Michael Wilson to the Chicago Bears at the top of the fourth, pick 103. So they go with another uh, kind of big-bodied wide receiver. Um, yeah, that's a little questionable, but okay. We'll go with it. Hurts Cedric Tillman. Hurts Michael Wilson, in my opinion. Um, that's a that's a thumbs down for me. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, thumbs down, I agree. Uh, then we have Zach Kuntz to the Indianapolis Colts. I, have Ooh, I like that one a lot. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, big, 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 big guy. Who's the last? Didn't they pick another big body tight end a few years back? Who was it? Yeah, Jelani Woods. Mo Alley, right? Mo Alley Cox. Oh, yeah. 
Mullally Cox. And, Mullally uh, and then Jelani Woods, and then now it would be Zach Coons. All pretty big body guys. Mullally was pretty big, right? Uh, Kylan Granson. What's that about Mullally? He was pretty big, right? Yeah, I used to play if basketball. I remember right. You can't yeah, watch right. games without finding out that Mullally Cox played basketball. <laughs> 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 talk about every broadcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, this is a fun one. This is a fun one. Not a very good one, but a fun one. Uh, Kendra Miller goes pick 111 in the fourth round to the Cleveland Browns. Kendra Miller, 111 to Cleveland. Yeah. It's a really good landing spot. It's a player I don't especially love. but Yeah, I mean, that tells me that uh, they don't see a long future in um, – uh, Chubb there. They know he's getting older. They want to bring well, in their yeah. next guy, test him well, out a little bit. Stefanski likes to have two guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, he does. They're going to run the ball a lot. So whether Chubb's there or not, it, it's a good spot for Kendrick Miller. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes him draftable, you know, late second, early third. I think they'll probably push him to the mid-second for a lot of people. Uh, not me, but a lot of people. Not me. Um. And then uh, we have Tajay Spears uh, to the Packers at 116. Gross. Which would drop him out of the second round for me entirely. Um, yeah. And yeah. he would be somewhere in the third as just a hope and pray that after uh, – um, what's his name? Aaron leaves. Jones. Aaron Jones leaves after this year that, yeah. you know, he's split carries with A.J. Dillon and maybe you got a guy in the – Third, fourth round. I yeah, you'd have you're you're hoping for an injury or two for him to even get on the field this year. Yeah, or even it might not happen this year, and then you know we'll see what you see what happens the next year. That's that's tough. Yeah, I, I don't. That's arrow down. Yep. Uh, okay, and then pick one twenty eight. The New York Giants select Xavier Hutchinson. Oh, this is crazy. So. Uh, you know, Dallas's Chicago Bears, Dallas of the rookie rundown, um, his Chicago Bears select my Cedric Tillman, and my New York Giants select his <laughs> Xavier Hutchinson. How cute. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Thumbs finally, up, thumbs down. Finally, thumbs up. I mean, finally they get a um, they get an X receiver. Yeah, yeah, thumbs up for me as well. Um, okay, and then, oh, oh, oh. This is a this is a very fun one. At the end of the fourth round, pick one thirty one. The Cincinnati Bengals select Sean Tucker. Fucking finally, Jesus! What pick was it? One one thirty one. Fourth round. One. Yep. The fourth round. Yep. These running backs are so depressed in this draft. Oh man, I like it though. I mean, I'm gonna go thumbs up because I just if he's the heir apparent to Mixon, it's that is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say thumbs up as well. I think Mixon is not long for the Bengals roster. And Sean Tucker, I love him and I think he's a good football player. And I hope he doesn't have a heart condition because I've heard some people throw that around. I don't know. I should uh, probably shouldn't even say that because um I haven't really seen that anywhere. I just heard people talking about it today. Um, but, uh, yeah, I hope there's no nothing in that. Um, and there probably isn't because people say stupid stuff all the time. 
like me right now, rambling on. Um, and then uh, pick 134, Roshan Johnson um, to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that. Thumbs up. Yeah. They need a picture like him. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful landing spot. Yep. Um, okay. I will. I'm just going to run through a couple of more and some ones that I maybe like or really just don't like in the fifth round. Uh, and then we'll call it a day. Uh, let's see here. Charlie Jones, Purdue, um, in the fifth round. Uh, to the Colts, I really like that pick. I like Charlie Jones. I think he's going to good be a good player. Um, and yeah. yeah, I think he he'd be good wide receiver three option. Um, very solid. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down for you. I mean, we're like talking about fourth round guys at this point. Yeah, he's uh, he's my Damian Harris, and just consider consider me Mike, and consider him Damian Harris on it. Gotcha. Um, okay. Uh, Israel Abanaconda. Ah, there he is. Pick 141 goes to the Raiders. Uh, out of Pittsburgh. Yep. It's a good landing spot. Yeah, Uh, really good landing spot. I mean, I know they already have Zamir White, but he didn't get on the field at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, a little, but not. I I like it. I like it a lot. He's 20 years old. He's the youngest running back in the draft. Um, he just tested through the roof at his pro day, 4-3, 41-inch vert. I mean, obviously those numbers are a little skewed, but his weight is not. I think the weight is accurate at 217. You know, so what is he, 5'9", 217, little fucking bowling ball, like knives and um, rusty hacksaws coming at you. <laughs> I like that dude a lot. I mean, that's I like you said they they franchise Jacobs. Uh, they're not going to franchise him again. They don't seem willing to give him a long term deal. Why would they do that when he's a year older than when they wouldn't do it? So seems yeah. like he can walk, um, and it would be a really nice spot for Zibanaconda at the age of twenty one. So to step into a situation where he could at least compete for a starting job, that'd be. That'd be nice. You know, um, I think McDaniels does use receiving backs. He's shown that. I mean, it's not that I think he does. Um, James White insists that he does, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah. Not that I think Izzy is the, um, the, the best. I'll put it this way. He's got some flaws to his game. You know, his, his footwork being one of them. Um, but I, I, did like the way he looked in receiving drills in the combine and the tape shows that um, he can be a fluid receiver. Um, I, I think he might be able to fill that role while he's waiting to take over, you know, maybe a bigger spot next year. So nice. I, yeah, uh, I, I took a little time on him because I, I told you before we started that I wanted to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up for sure that the, he, He's the kind of guy. So if he goes in the fifth round of the NFL draft, it's going to definitely cool some of the expectation, like some of the humidity yeah. right now. So if you can get him where he really deserves to go, probably late second, early third. Early I third. think I think for running backs, it's going to be tough, right? Like, yeah. 
you know, if if the team doesn't just doesn't doesn't fall in love with any of the other more uh, positions of value, then yeah, realistically, you could find a guy like uh, um, Abaconda falling down to the fifth round. Um, you know, you hypothetically, you really just want all of these guys to be somewhere at least in the fourth, where you know they have a little bit more relevancy once they get past that fourth round i think people really 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 just throw them away at that point that's when you're gonna go like late third early fourth people you know typically don't want to touch you but i think the landing spot is so good that does make up for a little uh, a little bit so for me going the top of the fourth to the raiders is essentially like being an early fourth round pick for me because you know at that point they're really just testing you out uh, to see if you're if they feel like you're good enough to take over for you know right, the inevitability right. uh, inevitability of, of Jacobs either getting paid or not getting paid so it's it's a nice third round flyer <clears throat> yeah yeah I like it um, and then one more guy because I really like this guy that we'll just touch on a little bit here is Deuce Vaughn hmm. Deuce Vaughn goes. Let me see. I'm trying to find his pick. Hold on. 147 to the Tennessee Titans. Ooh. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's super interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And they've already traded up for AR, right? Yep. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, not 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 in our reality. That was that was just fake mock drafts. (laughs) In our real in our real life scenario. In real life uh, scenario, I think it's a nice. It's a nice little auxiliary weapon for Tannehill, something he could um, dump off to and, and um, maybe make a, a little bigger gain out of something small. Yeah, imagine Deuce Vaughn, a little 5'2 running back, uh, you know, 115 pounds, running through <laughs> uh, uh, a defense that's exhausted from trying to tackle the 800-pound Derrick Henry. You yeah. Know? yeah, that is true. Um, five two hundred and fifteen pounds, huh? Yeah. Uh, to look it up, he's actually five five. <laughs> you know, like better. I tried to, I tried to sound, of course, like I threw out the eight hundred pound Derrick Henry. I'm trying to like be as, um, as just above, you know, uh, reality as I possibly can be, right? And yeah, it, when you say his actual height and weight, it doesn't really sound that ridiculous. Five two and five five just sounds so close. I just I can't. I mean, is he really five five? No, he's not. Is he five five, five or five six? I'm trying. No, to find he's his, no. There's no way he's five five. I'm trying to find his combine numbers. Let me um, see. ESPN has him listed at five six. We're just gonna go with that. We can't call that grown man five five. Yeah, no, he's five five one seventy nine verified at the combine. <laughs> Don't uh, insult people like that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love, I love um, Deuce Vaughn. He actually went to. Uh, he actually grew up right down the road from me, um, in Round Rock, Texas. And yeah, um, good player, fun player, shortest uh, player. And, combine, by the way, yeah, he he would uh, be absolutely fun. In that Tennessee offense, I mean, he's such. Yeah, a I don't player. see why you, why you need to be tall to play running back. No, no. I mean, if anything, right? Just make them shorter, right? Five yeah. foot, four eleven, four ten, right? Yeah. You just, just you compress them down and out. 
Yes. And then, like, have them run on their knees. <laughs> Nobody can see them. Right? They'd be like, where'd this guy go? And then by the time you, you turn around, he's in the end zone. Sproul style. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. I think we went through a lot of players um, in our real life NFL draft simulation. <laughs> Anyways, uh, do you want to close this out, Jesse, or am I doing the honors? Um, that's what she said. I don't think that makes much sense. It doesn't. I did not set that up with you. Uh, <laughs> when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow. That's called a winning streak.